Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. It is another beautiful day down under. Welcome to TC Live, our half-hour pregame show to get you ready for all the action across the globe tonight. And here's what's coming up on the big show. We are just five days until first ball of the Australian Open. The stars arriving in Melbourne. We'll show you what they're doing on and off the court to get ready. Plus, in his first trip outside the U.S., rising star Ben Shelton makes a good first impression on Kiwi soil. So how far can he travel up the ranks this season? And our experts react to two-time champion Naomi Osaka's decision not to play the Aussie Open this year. Where will we see her next? Our featured matches on Tennis Channel beginning at the top of the hour in Auckland with Jensen Brooksby and Diego Schwartzman. Last year's Australian Open finalist, Danielle Collins in Adelaide. Chris Eubanks took out the defending champ yesterday. He faces a former top 10 player in David Goffin tonight. Plus, we've got Amanda Anasimova, Casper Ruud, and more. 13 hours of live tennis coming your way. Cannot wait for that. Welcome into our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman back alongside the Hall of Famer Tracy Austin, former world number five, Jimmy Arias. Good to see you all. Happy New Year, Jimmy. Happy New Year. Great to be back. And we are just 30 minutes away from a big match for your son, Brandon Holt, playing second round of qualies at the Australian Open. Got past the three seed a couple days ago. He did. Uh, Radu Albot in three sets. Seems to like to go those three sets, you know, two and a half hours, get a few more gray hairs. But I'm extremely proud of him, and I'm going straight to one of those rooms in the Tennis Channel studio by myself and going to watch. One of my favorite things was last year at the U.S. Open, mm -hmm. I was commentating the qualifying, and I see Brandon playing. So I walk out to the court, and I see Tracy, and I say, <laughs> Tracy, Tracy. She goes, she had wristbands on. Yeah. She was sweating. It was it was the most intense moment I've ever seen for Tracy. I actually started kind of and giggling. I'm intense. I started giggling and I kept going, Tracy, Tracy, will you talk to me? <laughs> no. It was it was a lot of fun. But Brandon qualified one around, I think. Yes. Beat guy named Taylor Fritz. <laughs> Some guy. Some, and then lost Some top ten player. And then lost a Fifth set tiebreak? He did. Seven Why well, you got to bring that up? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. okay. Which, come on. Turn. It was but a the good turn. The is, is when I have a camera on me, I'm calm. In that room, I'll probably scream. You'll be in trouble. Good luck, Brandon. Good uh, let's get you caught up on all the action from last night, starting in Adelaide with the men, Tommy Paul, beginning his season against Christopher yeah. O'Connell, Jimmy. Uh, the American made two quarterfinals in Adelaide last year. More good vibes in the capital city of South Australia. You never know after a long layover how you're going to play. And for Tommy Paul, it was mostly pretty good in this match. Only faced one break point. Didn't have many chances to break either, but he did break at the right time when O'Connell was serving at 4-5. Second set went the same way. Both players holding serve throughout the set until O'Connell had to serve to stay in it, and then Tommy Paul played a very solid game. Broke serve again and got through it in two 
relatively tough set. So nice start for Tommy Fall. Said he fought through the first match nerves, won more than 80% of his points on serve to win in straight sets. Said he was practicing in Florida with Riley Opelka. Hope the big man serving rubbed off on him. It certainly did. How about this year for Tommy? Terrific. TP, 39 match wins. That was a career high. Made the fourth round at Wimbledon. Beat Berrettini, Zverev, Sinner, Alcaraz, and Nadal to get to a career high 28 in the world. He is now at 35, entering this season, Tracy. What improvements do you think he can make to get even higher? Well, he's starting to make that progression, going deeper in majors, starting to have those bigger wins. That, of course, builds confidence. I think just going a little bigger on his ground strokes. He's such an incredible athlete. He's actually one of the best athletes out there, an incredible mover. But he's gotten stronger, getting a little more pop on his serve. But so much of hitting harder and doing it point by point, shot by shot, like we saw from Taylor Fritz last year, is about confidence. And it all starts with having those big wins. I, I think Tommy can go that extra, extra gear. No question, because he's so athletic. He's fun to watch, yeah. Paul. And the part for me is his mind. He has to believe and he has to play that well. He showed you with those wins mm -hmm. that at his best he can beat anyone. In the Alcaraz match in Canada, that was an incredible level of tennis that they played. He just has to be able to do it day in and day out to get to that sort of top 10, top 5 level. But he has the top level of tennis. He's an amazing player. The consistency. Well, he got the season started off on a winning note to the ladies in Adelaide. Five lucky losers in this main draw. One of them, Amanda Anasimova, who actually had to play qualies, ranked 23 in the world, Tracy, took advantage of her second chance against Ludmila Samsonova. Absolutely. This draw is completely stacked. So she loses but gets this opportunity, goes down 4-1, but great demeanor. Still gets close to that baseline. And Anasimova, we know she's one of the better ball strikers. When she hits it cleanly and to the corner, and when she's controlling the baseline, she really takes it to her opponent. So good attitude after getting that loop, getting down 4-1. It's that first set under her belt, and then starts to feel confident. Remember, Anasimova has not had a main draw to her win since August. So this is going to feel really good, especially taking out someone of the likes of Samsonova, who had such an incredible last couple of years so yeah she is pumped up wants this win everybody's looking for those wins right before the Australian Open 22 winners just 15 unforced errors there was a great video you can check it out on her Instagram this little girl giving her a hug after the last match and her feeling so special I mean, what she means to the fans there Meantime, last year's finalist, Ali Risk Amitraj, facing former world number two, Barbora Krejcikova Trace. The Czech finished 2022, winning nine of her last ten matches and started this year on a good note as well. She really did. It was a tough beginning of last season with injuries, but now she's playing well and showing really her all-court game. She's got the top spin on the forehand. She can hit the slice chip on the backhand, either deep or short, to draw her opponent in. You never know what's coming at you, Ali Risk. When she hits it cleanly, really flat and to the corners, she did well. Risk actually saved a match point down 5-4 in the second set. But this is when Krychikova starts to find the width of the court. She does such a great job of using every area, and she is looking sharp. She's someone to pay attention to in Australia. Absolutely. 21 winners, three times the total of Risk Amitraje. To Auckland we go. The fellas, two-time champ John Isner starting his 17th season.
as a professional. Amazing stuff. Facing Gregoire Barrere. 28 aces for Isner, Jimmy. Would it be enough? Well, shockingly, the first set went to a tiebreak. And Isner got out to a very quick lead in that first tiebreak. Four love up. He'd only won one point in the previous five service games from Barrere coming into the tiebreak. Got two of them in the tiebreak. That was good enough. Second set, shockingly, again, we go to a tiebreak. This time he had a 5-3 lead. It should have been enough. It wasn't. It was a... Poor chip on set point down, and the last four points of that tiebreak go to Barrera, and he kept that momentum going in the third set. A little lunge return of serve, gets the break finally, first break of the match, and is able to hold it out comfortably for just maybe the third win of his career on, of a top 50 player on tour. Well, despite the loss, Isner now just 12 aces away from being the first to 14,000 in his career. Uh, here's our TC teammate Chris Eubanks coming through qualifying playing the defending champ, Ugo Mbear. Uh, Chris jumped off a sky tower on his off day, told me there is nothing to be afraid of, Jimmy, after taking that jump. He went for it on the big points here. He definitely did. He's improved every year a little bit. The backhand was always something of a weakness for him, and you saw that beautiful backhand returning hit to go up 6-4 in the first set tiebreak. He continued to play aggressively. He knows his game. He's 6'7". He's going to serve big. He's going to hit big forehands. He's not going to want to get into too many long rallies. And if he can keep improving his backhand, he's going to start making some waves. He's getting right near the top. He's probably going to be his highest ranking after this tournament now, after this win, as he secures it in two tie breaks. You're right. Up to a career-high 116 in the live ranking. Saved all six break points. Played better in those tie breaks to advance. Now, Eubanks got a wild card into the Australian Open because his friend, Ben Shelton, qualified on his own. The reigning NCAA champ taking on Sebastian Baez, Trace. Yeah, and Ben Shelton start, ended last year 15 match wins in a row, so he was on fire, but he had never been out of the United States. He lost first round last week. Playing against Baez, I think he's very happy that he went indoors where it's so quick. Baez, more of a clay quarter. And Five, Ben Shelton one. in the forecourt showing such physicality. He has a huge, monstrous lefty serve and a huge forehand as well. But what I like is that he's so young and he always likes to move forward any invitation. And he is coming forward and volleys extremely well. His dad, Brian Shelton, who played on the tour, really developed an all-court player with a great intensity. Terrific return here. And again, for him to play, look how powerful that is. Baez is saying, wow, that had fire behind it. So his first win outside the U.S. and first of many. This guy is really, really good. I'm happy with my ability today to uh, compete and uh, come through in the big moments. Uh, I thought that I played the big points well, and, and uh, that's definitely going to be, be a big part for me this, this coming year. Ben, we're really happy to have you here. Well done, mate. Congratulations. Thank you. Happy to be in New Zealand. Go Gators. <laughs> chomp, chomp. He is chomping down the competition up to career high 89 right now in the live rank. Some other scores from Auckland. Jimmy, what stands out to you? I like Marcus Garone getting a very tough three-set win right out of the bait. And then Laszlo Gera with a 7-6 and a third win. Also interesting. Very good stuff there. We've got an update on Americans in Australian Open qualifying on the way. Plus three years after her Aussie Open title, Sophia Kennan looking to get back on top, down under. Highlights from Hobart on the way.
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Tracy, Jimmy, Steve back on TC Live and exclusive on T2 tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern, the Koo Young Classic. Francis Tiafo taking on Dominic Team. Looking forward to that. Andy Murray in action as well. Catch it 7 Eastern tonight on T2. Well, it was just three years ago that Sophia Cannon raised Daphne as the Australian Open champion. She came from a set down to beat Garbina Muguruza, got to a career high number four in the world. And since then, she has dropped to as low as 426. Now ranked 280, but remains the last American to win a singles major. Cannon on the comeback this year, facing Zhu Lin in Hobart, Tracy. Yeah, Zhu Lin, remember last week, beat Venus, and it's so important for Kennan to get the good vibes. You mentioned, Steve, that she was a former champion here. Oftentimes, that will help you with your confidence. It brings back the good memories of winning on this court. And actually, this was a match that I saw that she played. This is one of the better ones that I've seen her play in a long, long time. It was very clean. She was returning extremely well. She hit the ball so early and so accurate from down line, she can hit cross, that one off the, the left foot. So she was serving well, that's always so important. And we know that because she has such small margins, her confidence is really going to be important. This is a great match for her. So I'm happy with the way I'm playing. I'm just going to try and keep it going. Gets a nice win there for Sophia Cannon. She'll face Zinevska, who upset the two-seed Elisa Mertens. Third-seeded Alize Cornet also lost, so this draw is really opening up. Bernarda Perra getting a straight set win over fellow American Madison Brangle. Uh, Trace, I know you never had to qualify for a major. Did you ever have to qualify? I did when I was 15. When you're 15? Yeah, you still had to play. What is that? What's that like, having to go through a, a few matches before getting to the main draw? I actually kind of like it in one sense that if you do get through, you're used to the conditions, you're confident, mm. you've won some matches. The question mark is, are you tired? Have you played tough matches to get through? I, I know your son, Brandon, played a lot of tough matches the at the U.S. Thing, Open. The one thing about the qualifying, it's the week before, a full week. So you're either playing on a, a Monday or a Tuesday, and then you have a day off, and then you play the Wednesday or the Thursday. So you really have that day off, and it, I think, as you said, Jimmy, it gets you used to the conditions, the court conditions, the weather. I mean, Melbourne weather this year has already been, we talk about how crazy it is. Some days it was 60, some days it's 85. Yeah. So it's a lot, a, a lot to get used to. All right, well, qualifying continues. Here are the Americans on the men's side still alive. Brandon Holt, Tracy's son, playing in uh, less than 30 minutes. Dennis Kudla who was on the United Cup team for Team USA, Michael Moe, Emilio Nava, Ernesto Escobedo, Mitchell Kruger, and Bradley Klon. Good to see Bradley, another member of our TC family, got a uh, first-round qualifying win. On the women's side, a whole bunch of them, Tracy. Well, who stands out to you here? Wow, Ann Lee, she's so talented. Alicia Parks, who had such an incredible end of 2022. Coco Vandeweghe on the comeback trail. She had so many injuries. Hopefully she can get back to her high level where she can just about beat anybody. So one thing that's exciting is that there are 11. Elizabeth Manleek, of course, Hannah Manlikova's daughter, 
into the second round of the qualifying. It's a nice mix, both in the men's and women's, of the American players that are in this second round of qualifying, veterans and young up-and-coming players. you got a nice mix of both, obviously, Coco Vandeweghe making a little bit of a comeback, but also... Former top ten team. player right yes. there. Good to see that. Still to come, she is a two-time Australian Open champion. So why will Naomi Osaka be missing in action next week? We will discuss as TC Live rolls on. Welcome back, Tennis Channel. Once again, your home for extensive coverage of the year's first major TC Live at the Australian Open. Begins on Sunday at 5 o'clock Eastern. It is your only two-hour pregame show. I'll be joined by Hall of Famer Lindsay Davenport, Prakash Amitraj, and John Wertheim. All the highlights, interviews, big stories, and much more from the year's first major. Five days away. To Adelaide, we go once again. More big-time first-round matches. Two-time Australian Open champ Victoria Azarenka. She made the quarterfinals here last year. Veronica Kudermitova made the final eight here last week, Jimmy. This match lasted nearly three hours. Kudermitova now a top-ten player. And maybe the reason for that is her serve. She had 20 aces in this match in all. And... Tons of break points for both players. Kudermatova in the end was 2 of 14 on her break chances, but she won the second set. Tie break, third set. Going along again on serve, and then at 4-all, the crucial moment. That deuce Azarenka serving that winner from Kudermatova. That's the kind of confidence you get when you're a top 10 player. Kudermatova is going to be pretty dangerous if she continues to hit the ball as big as she hit it against Azarenka yesterday and serve as well as she did. After getting broken three times in the first set, Kudermatova did not face a break point the rest of the match. She was the alternate at the WTA Finals in singles last year, played in doubles. Big time year coming up for Kudermatova. A couple players who got to world number two last year, Paula Bedosa and Annette Contivate. They're now ranked 11 and 17. Both Tracy looking to build some confidence heading to Melbourne. Absolutely. And for Bedosa, circle the serve is what worked so well for her today, winning 77% of her first serves. 72 of her second. That is an outstanding number. And she absolutely pummeled the second serve of Annette Contevate. Contevate won 27% of her second serve. So, Bedosa, she did what she does well, is that bullying her opponent around with her power, with her depth. She's got great shape on the ball. Really a terrific match. She will face another Estonian, Kaya Kanepi, in the next round. Anna Kalinskaya, she came through qualifying, took out Ostapenko. She'll face Belinda Bencic next. Shelby Rogers, another lucky loser, goes out in three. Well, time to see what's trending on social media. And right now on Tennis.com, Peter Bodo wrote a piece on Naomi Osaka saying she is at a crossroads and wondering whether or not playing tennis will affect her sponsorship deals. What do you think, Tracy? I think it absolutely will in the long run. I, I, we're seeing that she made $51 million in 2022. To me, the big question is, how much does Naomi love tennis? Because if she loves tennis, she'll go back and play full-time. Last, last year was kind of a part-time, only 15 matches, and you can't be successful that way. So if she loves tennis... She's going to go back and get to the same level where she won those four majors. Now, maybe she has enough money. Maybe she just doesn't want to dig in anymore. She's going to be in the Hall of Fame already. Only Naomi can answer those questions. I think get rid of the word maybe if she has enough money. She's, yes. she's, she's doing just fine on that side of things. I think, as she has talked about a little bit, the pressure in tennis is immense. And she has really nothing left to prove. Mm -hmm. 
she probably, it seemingly doesn't love playing at this point in time. So, you know, I can't say she doesn't play Australia because she doesn't like the hardcore, because obviously she was, that's her surface. That's where she does her best. She's a two-time winner there. So I just feel as though tennis might be slowly leaving her life. It would be a shame for, for the game. She's exciting and fun to watch. But it just has that feel to me. There are plenty of players that have gotten 18 majors, Martina and Chris and Serena, and they still play. You know, even Sharapova with five. They just want to win. Well, they want to get out there and compete. So that's the question. There's some players that want to be known as the greatest of all time. Yeah. And there's other players that are happy with 51 million a year. You know, yeah. <laughs> either way, you're, you're, you're doing fine. She's got her own agency now, Evolve. They signed Nick Kyrgios. They signed Angebur. Tennis is better when Naomi Osaka is playing, so hopefully we'll see her. She made the finals in Miami. Maybe we'll see her in the Sunshine Double. Meantime, uh, some housekeeping here to take care of. Congratulations to our TC teammate, Taylor Townsend. Took the doubles title last week in Adelaide with Asia Muhammad. Good stuff for Tay, who, by the way, is playing this week with Luisa Stefani because Asia is in Melbourne trying to qualify for singles, Tracy. By the way, I think it's worth mentioning who they beat. Sinyakova, who is number one in the world in doubles, and Storm Hunter, who's around 10. So that was a fantastic week and an incredible final victory. Tay-Tay is one of the best doubles players in the world, so she's going to keep it going in doubles. And I actually think she can play singles at a very high level. She's going to have to keep working on the singles and the confidence from that side of things. But great. Congratulations to Taylor. She's, she's got a wild card into the Australian Open singles draw. She actually lost in qualifying to Amanda Anasimova. Three sets, though. Tough match uh, for Taylor in Adelaide after taking that doubles title. It didn't have a day off. Went straight there for qualities. This is what we've got for you. Wednesday's scheduled TC Live tomorrow, 5.30 p.m. Eastern. And then action from all across the summer down under. T2, TC Plus. Keep it locked. Encore coverage all day long. Back with more TC Live after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Austin Arias Weissman back on TC Live. If you don't have TC Plus, are you even a tennis fan? That's what they're saying. Tennis Channel Plus subscribers can watch the most live and on-demand tennis anywhere this year, including exclusive ATP, WTA, and Roland Garros coverage. This week, get even more action from Adelaide, Auckland, Hobart, and Kuyong. Sign up now by tcplus.com. Hot shot of the day, Jimmy. Michael Emer, Emil Rusevori, take us through it. Yeah, chip return to serve from Emer, and then the running forehand pass down the line. All I can say about that hot shot of the day is there were slim pickings. There was no, there was no Davidovich Fokina shot to the face of Nakashima, that type of thing. There was no yeah. between the legs. There was no around the net post. Around the net post. There was just it's a lukewarm nice hot shot. Pass. It's a yeah. lukewarm hot shot. We'll do better tomorrow. Or maybe the players will. We'll see. It's up to you guys That's that are right. on our center court coverage and ladies to come up with some big time hot shots. Jensen Brooksby, Diego Schwartzman. Jimmy's calling that one. Who are you, are you with Nolsey? Mark Knowles? I'm with Mark Knowles. Mark Knowles for that one. That's coming up momentarily. Can't wait for the Nolsey brought cookies 
Everyone trying to fatten us up in the studio you before the. Take I didn't take it. I didn't fall for the bait. I did. <laughs> yeah, was, they, they looked so good. The s'mores one looked so good. It took and a lot of willpower. A salad on top of that. Well, he brought himself a salad. Oh, I was like, Nolsey, okay. you brought yourself yes. a salad. Cookies for everyone else. <laughs> Most people do like cookies. He's a great guy. What can I say? Uh, let's talk about some of these matches. Daniel Collins, Jill Teichman playing yes. in Adelaide. Split the previous two meetings, Tracy. Uh, Collins coming off that win against Carolina Pliskova. How did these two match up? Yeah, I... Collins and Teichman haven't played for a couple of years, and I feel like Collins is a different player since then. Obviously, he's got to the semifinals of uh, the Australian and has had just great runs in tournaments, hasn't been able to be as healthy as she's wanted to be, but that's going to be all about the dominance of Daniel Collins, the serving big. She served incredibly well the other day, returned huge. Teichman has a lot more court craft, so it's going to be the consistency and the power of Collins that I think is going to win out. I hate to agree with Tracy, but it's Collins' match to win or lose. If she's playing her best, she's got too much firepower. She's got a new segment, Cooking with Collins, by the way. Putting up some good chef skills. Wow. I could use those. What do you mean? You're, you're great. No, not no? really. Not right. really. I'll check into that. Okay. Uh, next match, we're talking about Casper Rude. Has a chance to get to number one in the world by the end of the Australian Open. He's only 1,100 points behind Carlos Alcaraz. Jimmy, I, I said earlier on TC Lab last week, he's going to get to number one at some point this year. I don't know when it will be. What do you think? It bothers me in some ways that he's going to be number Why? one in the world. I hate to say it. I, I don't know. I he just, got to two major finals last year. I know he did. He's an incredible player. He, he's an incredible player, and he keeps getting better every yeah. year. It just feels... Like, he's not the guy that's going to beat Joe. When he plays Nadal in the finals, he loses badly at the French Open. When he... The dude's won it 14 times. I... Everybody loses to Who, who's, who's beating him in a final? Zero. Zero. Now, I, I understand <laughs> that it's a difficult task, okay? But it just feels like Djokovic is a better player right well, now. Well, obviously, we know what happened with Djokovic yes. last year. He wasn't able to play uh, most of the big, a lot of the big tournaments. And now Alcaraz getting injured, so he didn't get to finish the end of the year. He's not going to be in Australia. It's just his opportunities for Rude are there, and he probably will take advantage of it. And I'm sorry, he's the greatest guy, and he's a tremendous player, so don't hold it against me that it just feels like he's not the best tennis player in the world. You wouldn't bet on him to play Djokovic. Not right now. Even if he's number one in the world, it wouldn't be. We'll wouldn't see what be I, I think Djokovic is going to get to number one in the world this year as well. I think he will. I think but, he will but I think Casper is going to do it too. Uh, how about Caroline Garcia? Ooh. Ended last year. The WTA Finals champion played the United Cup for France. Takes on uh, Katerina Sinyakova, who we mentioned a little bit. She's the number one doubles player in the world. And actually leads Tracy the head-to-head 4-2. It's won the last three times they've played. Exactly, but it's when you play Garcia. Was she in the top 10 like she was a few years back, or was she down to 74 when she started the year this year? Mm -hmm. I'm just hoping that Caroline Garcia, who got to the top 10 before and had that fall, I hope that she's able to maintain that same level week in and week out. We saw it starting in Cincinnati where she was a qualifier and then won the whole title um, and then finished the year, as you said, by winning the WTA Finals. She was so aggressive. She's returning five feet from inside the baseline, but everything has to be going well for her. I hope she continues to stay uh, playing at this level, top five level. She's fun to watch. She is. She She's is. a tremendous player, and it, I think what hurt her was Andy Murray said she was going to be number one in the world, and that threw her for a loop. So hopefully nobody says, oh, Caroline Garcia is going to be number one in the world now, and she keeps it together from the mental side of things. She does have such a high-risk game that if she loses that confidence, as we saw once before, she dropped in the rankings. So you have that little bit of doubt that she's going to be able to continue.
but boy, was she good at the end of last year. So good. She had some injuries as well, but uh, I think, I don't know, Andy Murray may get proven right in the long term. Now at four, only a couple more spots to go. A couple, to get couple to that big top. spots, though. A couple big spots. Those are tough well, ones. Yeah. <laughs> Iga is so far ahead that it's going to take some time. We'll Certainly. see. We'll see what happens. Uh, this is the match, Jimmy, that you'll be calling momentarily. Jensen Brooksby is out there against Diego Schwartzman. Now, both of these guys, Brooksby snapped a four-match losing streak on Monday by beating Fabio Fonini. Schwartzman making his season debut after losing his last seven matches last year. So both these guys need a little confidence. Schwartzman only won one set in those seven yeah. matches that he lost. So it was a, quite a downturn for him. And often when that happens, especially when you're of the stature of Schwartzman, where you have to win matches, grinding out big points, and there are always break points you're facing, you've got to be mentally confident and strong. That's going to be difficult for Schwartzman to overcome. We'll see if the offseason sort of got his mind right and ready. Brooksby's not the, your favorite guy to play when you're mentally struggling a little bit. Absolutely not. What, what kind of jump can Brooksby make in the rankings this year, Trace? Yeah, that'll be interesting. I felt like he had, I don't want to call it a sophomore slump. I just thought he would go up a little bit higher, continue to have a little bit more improvement last year. But it's all about learning. It's all about growth. His attitude is absolutely phenomenal. He's ultimate professional. Just a little bit more consistency week in and week out with his results. But I expect a lot from him. All right. Jimmy is off to call the match with Nolsey and his cookies. For Tracy, Jimmy, I'm Steve. Thanks so much for joining us today on TC Live.